0: Coming up on BBP
1: News, you could be having a higher tax bill this year. Non-competes could be a thing of the past. The Supreme Court has taken up a new case that could deal with online stalking.
0: Welcome back, everyone. It is Friday, January 20th, and we're here with another episode for you guys. Chris, start us off in the normal Friday morning fashion by giving us the weather headed
1: into this weekend. In Los Angeles, California, Nick, today it is sunny with a high of 62 degrees with a sunny weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is cloudy with a high of 57 seven degrees with thunderstorms throughout the weekend in chicago illinois it is cloudy with a high of 34 degrees with a partly cloudy weekend with snow moving in sunday and in new york city today it is a high of 48 degrees with a mostly sunny weekend and a mostly sunny today
0: so in other <laughs> words chris it's a pretty big contrast from what we were seeing monday where it was just rain 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 You know, some rain in Houston over the weekend, some thunderstorms moving in there, but at least today, to start off the weekend on this Friday, you you get some sun, you get, you know, some clouds, of course, too, as well, but a lot better.
1: Yeah, and um, Nick, I don't know about you, but today is January 20th, Mm -hmm. 20 days into the new year. You would think I would be adjusted, right? I am not adjusted. No,
0: I am definitely not either. I, you know... I'll see 2023 pop up on random things whether it's on a document or on a you know an app or whatever it is where it's just showing me the date for something and I get really confused'm I'm, I'm still not used to seeing it I'm still not used to being in January of all you know
1: even it's see I don't have weird. that problem my problem is getting my schedule back from all the holidays
0: uh yeah that makes sense that that um
1: today I was thinking it was Monday.
0: Yeah, you know, you and I both know I've done that several times up to this point. Uh, (laughs) And so it's been an interesting journey only 20 days into the year.
1: But uh, we got plenty of news to get into. And starting out with the old lovely tax season, you will likely see a smaller tax refund when you file your 2022 taxes in 2023, especially if you claim the child tax credit, the earned income tax credit, or the child independent care credit. All these credits are going back to the levels they were in 2019 before Congress bumped up the amounts due to the COVID-19 pandemic. These laws expired, so now everything reverts back to the way it was
0: if you have kids of a certain age and you're financially qualified the child tax credit will return to two thousand dollars in 2022 instead of three thousand or three thousand six hundred you saw in 2021 if you are eligible to claim the earned income tax credit with no kids and you received about fifteen hundred dollars in 2021 it'll go back down to five hundred dollars in 2022. And if you claimed the child independent care credit, it will return to the maximum of $2,100 instead of $8,000 that we saw in 2021.
1: Speaking of taxes, we have some important tax deadlines that you should know about and we'll remind you as they get closer. So last Friday, you were actually able to start filing your taxes and then Monday, the IRS will begin accepting the tax returns on February 28th. The first available refunds for those claiming the EITC credit will be available and On April 18th, taxes will be due um, instead of the famous April 15th, because on April 15th, that falls on a holiday this year. And May 15th, taxes and payments due for California storm victims recently extended. And on October 16th, tax extension deadlines are due. Also, keeping with tax news, forget about paying for that expensive tax software. The IRS is free File program is now open. And yes, you heard me correctly. You can file your federal taxes using credible, real online tax software for free.
0: Ryan, right, the IRS says that 70% of American taxpayers qualify for this program. The program is a public private partnership between the IRS and several tax prep and filing software companies. You can either get guided online tax prep help by choosing the software you want to use or get access to file forms. Both are free. To qualify, your adjusted gross income must be $73,000 a year or less. That's it. There are no other qualifications for this. Plus, if you qualify and you live in certain states, you can also use the software to file your state returns for free.
1: Have you heard of the term voluntary taxes circulating around the internet? Well, it's probably not what you're thinking it is. It seems the word voluntary tax system stirred up a bunch of questions. Yes, it's true we have a voluntary tax system in the United States, but it doesn't mean what lots of you think it means. Our voluntary tax system depends on our taxpayers trusting that it works fairly. That speech that you just heard was from January 9th when the House was debating the bill to repeal the funding for the IRS, which we reported on Monday. Yeah, but Gwen Moore,
0: a Democrat from the 4th District of Wisconsin, was opposing the bill. She talked about a voluntary tax system. That does not mean paying taxes is voluntary, though. It means that in this country, Americans voluntarily submit their own tax returns. We calculate our own tax liability and take that calculation power out of the hands of the government. The requirement to file an income tax return and pay taxes is clearly set out in several federal laws and held up by the Supreme Court sure you can choose not to pay taxes but that does not mean you're free from the consequences of not paying those taxes we know that if you don't the u.s government will use all of the tools and punishments laid out in those laws to come after you
1: raise your hand if you've ever had to sign a non-compete clause at your job and i know i'm not just the only one 30 million of you had to sign one too well now the federal government is looking At banning them across the country. If you've never had to sign a non-compete before, here's what it is. Basically, it's a legal document. Lots of employees have to sign that prevent them from either taking another job with a rival company or starting a competing business. Sometimes non-competes have a time limitation, like you can't do either of those things for two years after you leave the company. A handful of states like California have banned them, and most states limit them in some way. But now the Federal Trade Commission issued a proposed new rule last week that would require companies to not only stop requiring non-compete clause for new employees, but also rescind any current non-compete in existence and let employees know they are gone. And these non-competes would also apply to independent
0: contractors and anyone who works for an employer, whether it's paid or unpaid. The only exception is for buyers and sellers of businesses. You can be subject to a non-compete clause in this situation. The FTC says that those non-competes are an exploitive practice that, quote, suppresses wages, hampers innovation, and blocks entrepreneurs from starting new businesses, end quote. But the FTC isn't just randomly doing this on its own. More than a year and a half ago, President Biden ordered them to ban or limit these non-compete clauses. Now, there's already pushback from the business community that says that non-competes have a real benefit, like the safeguarding of intellectual property. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce is even considering filing a lawsuit claiming the FTC doesn't have the authority to do this, which, of course, the FTC disagrees with. And as we said at this point, this rule is just a proposal. The commission voted 3-1 to one to temporarily move forward on this process. Now, the public will have until March 10th to comment on the rule after that it can be adopted as a new rule
1: you may have missed it last week the supreme court decided to hear eight new cases this term there is one that not a lot of people are talking about but i think you're going to Be interested in it. It has to do with the free speech and online stalking. The very relevant and interesting question at the center of all this is at what point does a person's free speech stop and a true threat to someone else begins? The Supreme Court has decided to hear Counterman v. Colorado. Billy Raymond Counterman was convicted of sending upwards of a million Facebook messages to Coles Whalen, a female musician in Denver. Counterman's messages were sent over multiple years and, according to Waylon, were creepy, weird, and became stalkerish. She blocked him repeatedly and he kept finding ways to send these messages. Waylon became fearful and withdrawn and anxiety-ridden. She even stopped booking shows because she was afraid Counterman would show up and hurt her or worse.
0: Police ultimately arrested Counterman in May 2016 and a jury convicted him of stalking. A judge sentenced Counterman to four and a half years in prison, and Counterman appealed saying that the state's stalking laws infringe on his right to free speech. Colorado law says that stalking can occur when a person repeatedly contacts, surveys, or communicates with an individual in such a way that a reasonable person would be afraid or feel serious emotional distress. The courts found that Counterman, through all those million messages, was a true threat to Whalen. Counterman's attorneys say that he did not intend to make a threat, nor did he know his million messages that continued after being blocked would be perceived as a threat. So the question for the Supreme Court is, what is a true threat? Is it enough that a reasonable person would see a statement as a threat? Or is it up to a prosecutor to show the person making the statement knew or intended the statement to be a threat? The Supreme Court has established that true threats do not have First Amendment protection, and to be classified as a true threat, someone has to communicate a serious intent to commit violence. But we have seen repeatedly in these types of online stalking cases, it's often not just one explicit message that is a threat, but all the messages in context and in totality that are
1: threatening. It's likely that the court will hear this case in April." Getting into rapid news, a Pennsylvania woman has been arrested and charged with murder after police found dismembered bodies of her elderly parents in their shared home.
0: And Republican Representative George Santos has been accused of stealing money from a veteran with disabilities who was trying to get life-saving surgery for his dying service dog.
1: Nick, what do you got for this Friday morning good news?
0: All right. So for today's story, we have something that's a bit rare on this show, and that is a follow-up to a previous story. Now, if you listened to the Good News Saturday episode we put up earlier this month, you would have heard me talk about a story involving uh, a man, Jay Wythe, who broke into a school edge academy in western New York to save two dozen people and two dogs from the storm that hit Buffalo and the surrounding area uh, during the Christmas holidays. Now, we said in that story that he was pretty much hailed a hero by law enforcement and the surrounding community, but it didn't stop there. And I wanted to talk about what else has happened since then. And the major thing to note here is that the Buffalo Bills in partnership with Blue Cross Blue Shield has given Wythe tickets to the Super Bowl this year for free and not only that but the tickets were delivered personally by legendary Bills running back Thurman Thomas along with a video released by the team and there was a quote from Thomas here that I just wanted to read because it's just so wonderful he said quote We love you, we know what you did on Christmas Eve was very heroic, and you're our hero. And... Wrighty has even said that he's been receiving letters from everywhere, even from people outside the country, for what he did. Saying that he's received letters from Australia and from other places around the world, just congratulating him for what he did, uh, telling him that he's a hero for what he did. So this story has absolutely exploded. It's been That's very cool. It's been absolutely amazing, and now he has uh, free tickets to the Super Bowl. So you know, congratulations to Wrighty for and. Just such a wonderful thing he did with all of this.
1: You know that saying, no good deed goes unpunished? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I would say this is the exact opposite. A good deed was rewarded. A good deed was
0: absolutely rewarded, and he deserves it. You know, with such quick thinking and to go around, you know, he, he very easily could have just hunkered down in there himself, but to go around and get those two dozen people, including several... uh, you know, more elderly people, the two dogs, like you had two dozen people in there in total. So to go in out in those conditions to help those people inside. Amazing.
1: Well, that is the end of this Friday morning news episode. Make sure you click the link down in the show notes to read the state of the states that we have written about. So far we have Idaho, New York, South Dakota, Kentucky, Connecticut, Washington, and Indiana with many more still to come. But that is the end of this Friday morning news episode. We will be back here Sunday morning with uh, what to expect for the week of January 22nd and back here Monday morning with a news episode until then. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, guys.